from Kurtco Media. This week on Life Done Better. You know, your body is the only thing that you'll bring with you from birth to death. And so take care of it. Take really good care of it. And it makes you confident when you check in and see what it can do for you. Instead of what it looks like or what you want it to look like, wish it to look like, your body is capable of so much. Welcome to Life Done Better. I'm your host, Sylvie Young. My guest today is Sarah Deanna. Sarah Deanna is the author of Supermodel You, an inspirational book that redefines what it means to be beautiful today. Sarah has shot for some of the most coveted magazines, including Italian and American Vogue, New York Times, and Elle magazine. And she's walked the runway for nearly every major fashion designer. Sarah, welcome to the show. Hi, Jill. Thank you for having me. It's so nice to see you and get to chat with you. I admire you very much for everything that you are, for the person you are, the athlete you are, and especially the go-getter. Thank you so much for saying that. It's so sweet of you. When we started modeling, everything was different than the modeling world out there now. Yeah. What would you say is the biggest difference? I started modeling right before Instagram, actually way before. Like Instagram is 2011, I believe. I started modeling in 2006, I want to say. So that didn't exist. It didn't matter if you had followers. There wasn't really this selfie thing. I would say this is probably the game changer of the industry. I think we talked about this. It's something that I have resisted in a lot of ways because it seems unfair or just not the norm of what the industry used to look like. We used to have to go to New York, Milan, and Paris and go all over the cities to these crazy castings and all that. And today you can just sit at home and be on your phone and post a video or post a photo and you can make money and you can work for huge, huge designers. Like big designers are tapping influencers. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing on one hand, right? It's now we see a lot more diversity because back in the days of five, nine, you were going to probably have a hard time signing with an agency. If you were not looking like the previous supermodels or in that range, you may have a hard time getting jobs. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that it's loosened up a whole lot. It's loosened up a lot. And even for girls who were tr- in the past traditional runway size two models who have realized that wasn't sustainable for them, who have gone on to be a size six and they still have these amazing careers. So yes, absolutely. I mean, the world has changed and the consumers have pushed for this and it's happened. And I think it's great. And I think it's exciting. Like you can obviously go down the negative path, which a lot of girls have and a lot of girls do. And I have unintentionally, but I've never had like an intentional eating disorder where I knew I had an eating disorder. And I can tell you like in the past, you know, I'm vegan. And at the beginning, I was terrified of fat. Like, I don't know why, like the world just makes you think that fat is so bad for you. And so I was not eating any fat, which is horrible. And, you know, you need fat. And so now obviously I've incorporated avocados and lots of nuts and seeds. But in the past, I was terrified of fat. And so, you know, my skin was so dry and aging way more than it should be. And also salt. I was sodium deficient because I was not eating eating any salt because, you know, you think that these things are bad for you. And it's like, but you need these things. You read it in the paper, you read it in the magazines, maybe some health experts are telling you, this is what you got to be careful for this. And you're like, okay, that's, you know, it's my job to look and feel great. And I'll do that. But then it may be misleading or we may be informed. And a few years later, we do exactly that. And it makes us feel so good. And we're like, why, why did we waste (laughs) our time on that? 
But, you know, it's, it's unfortunately what, what happens a lot with the researchers out there. I feel like there's a lot of mixed information about nutrition. And I always say, follow your intuition. If it doesn't make you feel better, or if your skin is not getting the results you want, or you're, you know, you're constipated constantly, those are signs that this is not for you. Yeah, it's always about tuning into yourself in, in all regards of life and whether it's diet or exercise or relationships or work or whatever. It's like, does this work for me? And I think so many people look for outside people to help them and tell them. And I think having good mentors is good, but at the end of the day, it has to be right for you. Yeah, it has to be your decision. And that kind of brings me to the five keys that you developed for your book. Can you talk about the five keys and what they mean to you and how they kind of came about? Yeah, so the five keys are from my first book, Supermodel You, which I wrote in 2013. And the five keys were relevant then in terms of like the five keys to health and wellness and well-being and channeling your inner supermodel, which was my whole pitch about it. But they're the five keys to health and wellness and well-being and a good life and life done better. They are what I live by. And that's one of the blessings of writing the book, too, is that if you wrote about this book and you're telling people to do these five things, you need to make sure that you're doing them yourself. Oh, yeah. And we often eat what we need to learn most. And it's kind of like sending yourself a reminder every day. It's like, hey, am I living by this? So the five keys are awareness, sleep, stress, eating right, and exercising. In that order also. Let's touch down on each of these. Awareness. Awareness. That's awareness of everything. So awareness of how you feel. Like, do I feel good today? What are my energy levels? What did I eat? You know, am I eating right? Should I be eating that? Should I not be eating that? How much did I sleep last night? Am I walking weird, you know, on my feet? Do I feel balanced? How am I sitting? How am I dressed? How do my clothes feel on my body? Like, are they comfortable? Are they not comfortable? You know, I talk about not wearing high heel shoes because they're not comfortable. Like literally I wear them, but I wear them for the look and for the moment and that's it. Otherwise I'm barefoot or in sneakers. (laughs) The next key then is sleep. It's called beauty sleep in my book. And that's because I was saying, you know, models who are working are not out partying like other people think they are. They're at home getting their beauty sleep. But sleep is one of the most important things in your life. It's one of the most important health factors of your life. It's probably the biggest game changer that you can make is to make sure that you're getting enough sleep. And so many people don't get enough sleep and don't think they need sleep and think they can skimp on their sleep or think that they can have coffee at 10 p.m. and it's not going to affect their sleep. Everyone pretty much needs six to eight hours. I would say even seven to nine hours. There's very few people genetically who need less sleep. And that's a very, very like 1% of the population. I can still relate to this. A few days ago, for example, my partner was snoring. He probably woke me up about 10 times in a time frame of four to five hours. I looked at the clock and I'm like, oh my God, this, it should be morning by now. It felt like such a long night. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to the guest room. I'm going to sleep there. I really need to sink in this deep, deep sleep. The next day, I was okay thinking I was okay. But just like you said, I'm thinking, oh, you know, I'm fine. I can deal with this. I eat well and exercise and do all the other things. But when the sleep is compromised, I felt like a zombie at the end of the day. I could barely talk. I'm like, please, let's just eat and go to bed. And the one thing I have noticed lately that I'm taking a herbal supplement called valerian. And it relaxes the nervous system. And I feel like I do sleep better. So sometimes, you know, we need also a little bit of help if it's a CBD that you love 
or, you know, like meditative music. Turning the lights down low to improve your sleep. You don't want to have bright lights on if the sun has already set. You know, you don't want to have your iPhones or your computers with like the bright, brightest bright light on. You want to definitely turn that down. You want to put your phone on dark mode. You know, there's all of these things. I only have candles lit or the lights are super, super dim at night. I think our personalities come in full expression when we feel rested. We can give more. We can listen better. We can ask good questions. We can expand ourselves. And if we do not have the headspace or we feel just drained constantly, we cannot really expand ourselves and really live life to the fullest. So moving on to stress. Everyone's number one stressor in life is finances. And everybody is going to have this regardless. You know, even like the multimillionaires or billionaires are stressed about finances. And so you just need to, again, be aware of your finances. I actually heard you talk about this in one of your podcasts about the money management Mondays to triple M's. Correct. Something like this like be aware of your financial situation, where you are, create some type of formula for how you're going to get out of this or improve this or just, you know, understand it better so that you're not stressed because not having awareness, again, is exactly what you were saying when you don't know, you're all stressed out about it. And then you're like, wait, it's not that bad. It's actually okay. Stress is huge. And stress is, you know, it's an one cause as well of aging in the body and, and disease. And definitely let's get rid of these unnecessary stress factors. Yeah. So my fourth key, intuitive eating, this is exactly what we kind of said earlier, is just like, what works for me? People are always like asking, and I'm sure they ask you too, what do you eat? What do you do? You know, like, it's not about that. We talked about this in our book, you know, like everybody has to find their individual diet that works for them, that feels right for them, that accomplishes the things in their life that they want to accomplish. And then eating consciously, you know, like when you're eating, that you're with your food, that you're thinking about what you're doing, that you're not mindlessly eating. Or for me, for example, when I eat, I like to be very quiet. I actually am not a very social eater. So you're calming your senses when you eat and that's important to you because you can actually taste it better. You probably can feel your body better. You digest better because you're not like in a conversation kind of multitasking. I'm not saying anyone people have to be that way. I'm just saying be intuitive in the food choices that you make and the way that you eat and how you eat. And then again, be aware of what you're eating. Like be aware of what is in this food, whether that's reading the ingredients or understanding the micro and macronutrients that are in it and the vitamins and all that. Is it organic? Is it local? Is it from a sustainable farm? Like all of these things are so important. It's just the more awareness, which is why it's the first key that you can create in your life through all the keys just really enhances your life and enhances your experience and makes everything better. Can you tell me the three things or nutrition values that you really make sure you get daily? I try to get some type of probiotic food, whether that's kombucha or fermented veggies or a fermented yogurt, a vegan one, of course. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely really important to me. Um, vitamin D, obviously from the sun or from a source that isn't the sun, if I can't get the sun, because that's actually one of the main vitamins that we're deficient in. And even for people like us both who live in Hawaii, you and me in California, we could still potentially be vitamin D deficient. Right. So I think that's really important. There's two more for me. That was already two. You said three, but vitamin C is super, super, super important for many, many things as well. And what is the science about vitamin C that you're excited to share. Okay. So it's part of the Linus Pauling. I think it was the guy that founded the vitamin C, did all the research on vitamin C and discovered that it's like super important for us. But basically every other animal in the wild either creates their own vitamin C source 
or ingest vitamin C. So we're one of the ones who has to ingest it. So of the animals and mammals in the world, either they produce a certain amount, and I think it's around what is equivalent to like five times what we're saying we need. So like about 5,000 units of vitamin C they produce naturally. Hmm. So that's why the vitamin C protocol is like, if you're feeling sick or a low immune system, you're supposed to take way more vitamin C than you need. And it's not, it's not toxic. It's not harmless. And it's actually good for you. And I do think that we're probably supposed to have more. And the last one for me, which is really important is omega oils, plant-based oils. I think that's very, very important. All right. Well, let's move on to exercising. All the other keys, obviously, I think are more important, but I still think this is very, very, very important. Even if you could only walk or, you know, if you can't walk and you can just move your arms around or do breathing or whatever, I think any kind of movement, moving your body is so, so, so important. But I put it last because I do know a lot of people who are fairly healthy and who don't do a lot of exercise or working out. And also my book, the original Supermodel You was about how to still be this, you know, tiny, tiny size two model. And a lot of times they're telling you not to work out and not build muscle and all that, which I've gone away from all that. But working out is so important. And honestly, for me, all movement is good. I always want to be moving. I know you're the same. We always want to be hiking or swimming or biking or playing a sport or doing yoga or... Absolutely. The days just feel so much better with movement. All the stress is gone. I feel like when I, for example, do an hour of yoga and I am in the last resting pose, Savasana, I feel I'm going deeper in a meditative than I would in the morning for my 20-minute morning meditation. And so the body holds on to a lot of stress. The body holds on to memories. The body holds on to our emotional state. And we can change our emotional state by moving our bodies. Yeah. So it's really, for me, I really encourage people just to move. And again, to think about the things that we've kind of already mentioned, like movement is natural and you do want it. Even if you're tired. It's still good to move and it doesn't have to be intense as long as you're moving. Yeah. The funny thing is when you set yourself up for success, when you have, let's say, always gym shoes in your car, if you live in California and you're always in the car, you know, you want to have it there. It's your second home, right? This generation is very lucky that leggings are <laughs> fashionable. Fashion statement. <laughs> Stay tuned to hear about Sarah's two tips on how to boost your confidence. We'll be right back. A Moment of Your Time, a new podcast from Kurt Co Media. Currently 21 years old, and today I felt like I'm magic read extended from her fingertips down to the you base of my spine. You have to take care spine. of yourself because the world needs you and Trust your Trust me, voice. every do-gooder that asked about me was ready to spit on my dream. fingers were facing me. You can feel like your purpose and your worth is really being it's questioned. It's going to stop me from playing the piano. She buys walkie-talkies. Wonders to whom she should give the second device. Cats don't love humans. We never did. We never will. We just find the beauty of rock climbing is that you can only focus on what's right in life. And so our American life begins. We may need to stay apart, but let's create together. Available on all podcast platforms. Submit your piece at kirkcocom slash a moment of your time. Welcome back funny thing was that not too long ago, I was taking my car to the dealership here and it's only 10 minutes down the road. So a few miles, I was like, you know what, instead of taking a ride back and I knew I, I was going to have to wait, everything here is on Maui time. And uh, I had a lot going on that day. And I was like, you know what, 
rather than waiting here, I'm just going to bring my shoes and I'm going to run back home. And it was I love it. awesome. It was so fun. And I took a route that I had not done before. And I felt like I was on a little adventure. Yeah, you see more. Yeah, I love it. Whether it's walking or running or whatever, like I just the same about getting my movement in. So great. I love that we have shared the five keys of your your super self, your higher self, your best self. I love them. I really do. And I think they make sense now. They make sense in the future and in 2013 when you actually wrote the book. So what makes you feel beautiful, Sarah? There's two things I'll say. There's places that make me feel beautiful. So there's certain environments and lucky you in Hawaii, because (laughs) this is my place where I feel like the environment there, the moisture in the air, the amount of light that's around, the smell that the trees have, the land like this, just, I don't know when I'm there, when I'm in Hawaii, when I'm in other few places in the world that I've had this feeling that is like my ultimate, like my cells are happy. Like my body feels great. I feel best. That makes me feel beautiful, but that you can't always have. Right. So then I would say the other things that make me feel beautiful is, you know, sleeping well, getting a good night's sleep and just like feeling fresh. I mean, it's like when you don't sleep, you know, like, oh, you know, you're tired. Your eyes are more photosensitive and light sensitive and you're like squinting more and your skin doesn't look good and you just don't feel well. I mean, sleep definitely like sleeping well and just following the keys and eating right and not eating crap and not drinking alcohol and, you know, all of these things. That's just what makes me feel really great and really happy. I love hearing that, especially coming from a model who is often getting hair and makeup done and, you know, may or may not feel better being made up, right? And so do you actually wear makeup day to day or do you prefer an all natural look? I would prefer to live in a world where women didn't feel like they needed to wear makeup and high heels and all these uncomfortable clothes and things. Like I wish everyone could just be happy with being themselves and being natural. It's so it's an important message because we are often mimicking what we see. And now, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of what we see on Instagram and there are even certain looks that we can now identify as Instagram kind of related. Mm-hmm. Now, starting to really dawn me when I see young girls go to estheticians and get their lips done, get fillers done, and they have no fine lines yet. They're so young. I don't want to judge anyone. And I know neither do you. But I just think like, one, it's really expensive. It's probably not very healthy for you. And I just think if people had more self-esteem and confidence and felt better about themselves, they wouldn't seek these type of things. So the two tips on how to boost your confidence. Sit up tall. Yeah, this is actually one of my main tips. So like sitting up tall and breathing and just like you automatically and there's like statistics on this as well that you look 10 pounds thinner, more confident and more beautiful. So like that's such an easy little hack. Stand up straight, shoulders back and down. When I work with women here at the gym at my house, I have them walk around with a really proud chest. So really expand it, you know, and make them feel like, you know, this is a proud moment and, you know, just perceive the goodness of the world and make them walk around the yard. They think they're exaggerating their shoulders and their chest is really poking out, but it's not. They look in the mirror and they're like, oh, no, this is, looks really good. And so what we think may be exaggerated is not at all exaggerated. It's just that our shoulders and you know our, our back muscles have kind of uh, weakened a bit. So it, it is definitely the one thing to boost your confidence quickly, just to stand up straight, sit up straight. 
the science is so profound, actually. Um, I don't know if you know Amy Cuddy, too, but she also did a TED Talk and a lot of research at Stanford about power posing and, you know, how you hold your body and how, like, so this is a power pose, like, where your hands on your hips and your legs, like, at a strong stance. This immediately changes your hormone levels that makes you, like, more confident so that before you go on stage or before you go into a job interview or whatever, if you do these certain poses, that they actually, like, biochemically change your body and change your mood and change your mindset. And then obviously breathing, breathing, beauty breath, whatever you want to call it, like mindful breathing, like that makes you feel better. Just to calm your nerves, your nervous system, just good breathing, deep inhales, deep exhales, kind of checking in with yourself. Even just thinking about it and doing it, it makes me feel right now in the moment better. I love that you shared it, especially because you present yourself to a lot of people in the, you know, in the world, around the world. When you do the catwalk, when you're on photo shoots, you walk into that room and the camera's on and you got to feel your calm, beautiful self. How and, how and what do you do, right? So flip the switch. Those two things are super valuable. I would also add to that for myself. I think a lot of women see me, my success and things I do, and they always go like, well, you know, it's not for me. And I'm like, what do you mean not for you? If you have big dreams, you know, you can go after them. And it's, you know, but it takes work, sure. But the confidence for me that I've gained over the years, transforming from my modeling career to a health and wellness career, and everything I've done after that, the thing that boosts my confidence is showing up over and over again, showing mm. up for the meeting, making sure you schedule everything and going after your goals. You're so good at that. That's why I call myself goal digger because I love setting goals for myself and I work towards it. And because I'm showing up for myself, I feel like I can rely on myself. And I think that has a lot to do with my confidence. Yeah. Going back to confidence also, just for everyone who's listening, people who work out, women especially, statistically are more confident. I agree. Even when your body is not exactly the way you want it to look, put your phone away. You don't need to take a picture of, of what you're doing, but really come back in a moment and feel your body because your body is strong. It's resilient. Yeah. You know, your body is the only thing that you'll bring with you from birth to death. And so take care of it. Take really good care of it. And it makes you confident when you check in and see what it can do for you instead of what it looks like or what you want it to look like, wish it to look like your body is capable of so much. So Sarah, how do you practice self-love? The keys, I'm telling you, like, it's funny, but it's so true. Self-love is like, hey, if I want to go to bed, I'm going to bed. I don't care if you guys are going to a party or you want to go out late or you want to stay up and watch a movie. It's like, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. So it's honoring yourself, like honoring your needs, honoring your desires. It's no fun if you go and then you're tired or you don't want to be there, you know? So that's my, my self-love, you know, taking time for myself, for me and you, obviously we've already talked about, but working out is really, really, really important to me. And, you know, I'll work out occasionally with friends because it's fun, but I do prefer to work out alone. Again, like I'm, I'm quite the loner to be honest, but I love that time. I could go for two hours and, you know, run for maybe 30 minutes and then walk and then do some stretching and do some meditation and be gone for two hours. And this time with myself and with just my thoughts and my ideas and it's everything and I need this. I so support that. It's so important to recognize that you need quality time with yourself in order to feed your soul and to be more present and to be more loving and interested in other people. Because if you don't really have any time to yourself, especially on a vacation where there's family and you know, you're out of your own routine, 
and still choose to honor yourself. It's everyone is going to be happier because you are going to be feeling your best self constantly when you go back to that quality time. Yeah, and there's a lot of people who who lack self-love and who don't put themselves first and they do things for other people, but then they resent it. And that shows up in their life. It shows up for them. And whenever I see it, I'm just like, oh, I just want this person to like take time for themselves and not worry about everyone else, you know, because we all have these people in our lives who just give and give and give to everyone else and not to themselves. And I think it's really, really, really important to give to yourself and to give yourself time and and the other thing I want to add, which is what was not a question, but what I really, really learned during this pandemic is that I feel like in life, everybody's always trying to do something, like do something, achieve something, accomplish something, promote something, sell something. And during this pandemic, a lot of that was stopped and you just had to be, you just had to live. And this is how it should be. Like we should just live and be and thinking of like my accomplishments and things I've already achieved. Like I'm great. Like I've done already enough, you know, like obviously I have goals and dreams and hopes and aspirations to do more because that's who I am. And that's in my DNA. Everybody doesn't have to, and just being and living and being a good example and creating a positive impact in in the world. Like that's it. That's all you need. Right. So being and feeling enough and, you know, you prove that you don't have to have the full support or you know anything else that make you privileged in order to live a very authentic life and inspire others to do the same. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Thanks for having me, it was awesome. This episode was recorded for Kurt Co. Media, produced and edited by AJ Mosley. Sound mastering by Michael Kennedy. Thank you so much for joining us today. Until next time, my friends. From Kirkco Media. Media for your mind.